Hi, it's Barnabas. Many of our most important sources, such as the Explorer Academy code-breaking activity adventure, are written by Dr. Gareth Moore, a puzzle and brain training author who lives in the UK. He's created, I think, now over 400 books, and many of them we use on the show. One of my personal favorites is called 404. The basic idea is that a mysterious group that calls themselves The Republic has sent you a book filled with over 60 puzzles, and it is your job to solve them. You can find him at drgarethmoore.com or on his YouTube channel. Now, let's get back to the show. For those who haven't heard any of the episodes of this podcast yet, start here. This episode tells you everything you need to know about what codes are, ciphers are, and all the other code and spy terminology that you might hear on the podcast. Without further ado, start the show. Welcome to the Kids Code Podcast. My name is Barnabas, your host, and I have here Steve, my co-host, and a couple other of my friends, Fred Fine, who is a police officer, and Codemaster Cole, the leader of the Good Spy Ring. In this episode we try to resolve some major code questions. What is the difference between a code and a cipher? What is a transposition cipher? What is a substitution cipher? And what does deciphered mean? Older listeners might be wondering what this episode is about. It actually is a bonus episode but it's enough like a full episode that I just put it in as one let's start with what is probably the biggest question what is the difference between a code and a cipher most people know that they are both ways of hiding messages but are they even different at all well the answer is yes But depending on who you ask, the definitions will be different. I can't tell you what the actual definition is, but I can tell you what my sources think. According to the Dangerous Book for Boys by by Khan and Hal Golden, 
Codes are impossible to break without a key or detailed knowledge of the people involved. It also says that ciphers, on the other hand, are scrambled messages, not a secret language. In a cipher, a plain text message is concealed by replacing the letters according to a pattern. That basically means that a code is something that you need the key to understand, whereas a cipher has a pattern. Top Secret, a book by Paul B. Genesco, has a different definition. It says that a code is a system where every word or phrase in your message is replaced by another word, phrase, or series of symbols. On the other hand, a cipher is a system where every letter of your message is replaced by another letter or symbol. In other words, in a code, each word is changed. But in a cipher, each letter is changed. Next question. What is a substitution cipher? What is a transposition cipher? And what is the difference? Well, according to Top Secret, in a substitution cipher, you substitute one symbol for every letter in the plain text. Whereas, and I quote, in a transposition cipher, you transpose or rearrange the positions of the letters. Substitution and transposition cipher systems both have their advantages and disadvantages. Substitution ciphers are much easier to break. Did you know that out of a 35-letter message... There are enough combinations that if one person could check one combination per second and if all the people in the world worked 24 hours a day to check it, it would take more than a thousand times the lifetime of the universe to check all the possibilities. But transposition ciphers aren't as easy to use. You have to agree on a specific combination, which is less secure than having it not as clear. Or you don't say, and then it could take years for the person to understand it. It is important to know what both systems are and how each one operates for code breaking and other purposes. Third question. What do enciphering, encoding, and code making mean? They're usually thought to be the same thing and are about both codes and ciphers, the creation side. But actually... Code making and encoding are about codes, and enciphering is about ciphers. It works similarly with decoding, deciphering, and code breaking. Here are a few other terms. 
plain text, which is the message you want to keep secret, a code book, the place where you keep the key to your codes and ciphers, code breakers and cryptanalysts mean the same thing and are people who break codes. Stenography is Greek for concealed writing, the practice of sending concealed messages, not necessarily coded. Cryptographer and cryptography mean a person who makes and breaks codes and the practice of making and breaking codes which come from a Greek word as well. The key is the answer to how a code or a cipher works. A key word is a word that is used as part of a key to a cipher. Now, the spy terms. A contact is a member of your spy ring, usually one that you meet by arrangement, and always one that you communicate closely with. A courier is a member of a spy ring who carries and delivers secret messages, information, or instructions to other members. Interception is getting hold of a message or decoding a message that was left by an enemy. There are other forms of it, too. Intercepted and intercept. An HQ is a shortening of the headquarters, the place, often secret, that a spy ring operates mainly from. A spy ring itself is a group of spies who work together secretly. Almost every spy is in a spy ring. An agent is basically just a spy. An undercover agent is an agent who is on a mission and is often using a disguise. A double agent is a spy who is pretending to be a spy for one side, but is actually a spy for the other side. Double agents can get confusing. A quarry is a spy who is being followed by another spy. A tail is a spy who is following another spy. A tail follows a quarry. Stalking is following a quarry secretly by moving quietly and hiddenly 
through the countryside, often involving a lot of camouflage. Tracking is following the tracks or clues of other kinds left by a quarry to find out where they are. Shadowing is following and keeping watch on a quarry in a town while being hidden and not using camouflage. A spoof code is letters jumbled up to look like a real code to fool enemy spies. There are also spoof drops and other spoof things. If we make an episode about security, we will talk all about that. The head of a spy ring is called a master spy. He sends out the other spies on missions and tells them what to do. The other spies report to the master spy, like me. A deep cover agent is an agent who is working under permanent cover or permanently pretending to be someone else. Babysitter means bodyguard. A cobbler is a spy who creates false passports, visas, diplomas, and other documents. Cover has two meanings. It can be a secret identity, or it can be things you hide behind. A floater is a person who used occasionally or even unknowingly for an intelligence operation. Think of them as a part-time spy. A ghoul is a spy who looks for cover-up names, agents, often in cemeteries. An informant is a spy who provides intelligence to the team. A mole is an agent who penetrates enemy organizations. A little bit of a double agent. The name target is another name for a quarry. Basically just someone being spied on. A trigger is a spy who watches and alerts a team of spies when they see the quarry. Blowbacks are unexpected negative consequences of a spy mission. A bird notice is an official statement from an intelligence agency saying that an individual or group is an unreliable source. Chicken feed is information given by a double agent to the side that they're not really spying for that is true but not important. 
Now that we've worked out some of the terms, it's time for the story. Previously on the Kids Code Podcast. The evil ant has escaped! Let's take a quick break. Hi, everybody. Guess what? It's season four, and the Kids Code podcast is officially two years old. On July 19th, 2021, Zero Trailer was released. We also have a couple other twos. We've been listened to in over 200 cities all over the globe. And we've been listened to nearly 2,000 times. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means a lot. Well... That's enough of the announcement. Back to the show. We'll have to go in through that little door over there. Well, it looks like they packed up and left. But look, there's still this piece of paper. To the land of barbed wire, I have gone. I have to take all of your things like you're gone. I to the place where the shadows creep. And me for your secrets in the deep. We better go! Let's split up and go all four of those places! I'll take Fred and we'll go back to the prison. Elko. To the HQ. I'll go try to protect my gun. And I'll go to the Convention of Criminals with Dan. Codemaster Cole and Bob Bot had gone to the headquarters. When they first got inside, they didn't notice anything different until they went into the second room and found a peeled and half-eaten banana on the table and the lights on. Emily Ann has got in here already. That's bad. She probably has some of our secrets, said Codemaster Cole. They went further and they started hearing a faint voice. Satellite ship like Codemaster Cole's third birthday cake. Hey, that's personal information. When they came into the room that the voice seemed to be coming from, they found Emily Ann talking to the evil ant and telling him some of the good spiring secrets. She didn't see them right away, so they took that chance and took away the machines that 
she was using and uh, were surrounding her. We have caught you. You are now surrounded, said Bob-Bot. I can't get out, said Emily N. Now we just need to get a phone and call Fred and Al, said Codemaster Cole. Barnabas, what's their number again? 618-546-9145. Thanks, Barnabas. That really was helpful. I'm fast. Maybe I'll change your mind about being a bad narrator. Thank you. I would like to be called a good narrator. Meanwhile, the evil... Meanwhile, Fred and Al found the evil ant negotiating with one of the prisoners at the prison. Now that wasn't as bad as I feared. I thought they would be doing terrible things. I heard you! Wait, you're back already? I thought it would take you longer. Uh-oh, he heard us. The evil ant ran off before they could catch him and was gone. Oh man, I shouldn't have said anything. Whatever, I think we're getting a call. Steve hadn't found anything at all in his house. He'd looked everywhere, but there was no hint that anyone else had been there. So, he just sat down on his couch and played video games. you like that story there are some important positions in the spy ring you need a master spy a scout who is a person who organizes scouting missions and looks to see if it's safe for the team to move on on missions the tracker is the trigger which I've talked about before. You also need a technician and a wheel artist, basically the escape artist of a spy ring, a stealth master who is a small quiet person who can sneak into tight places and generally move around unnoticed. And finally, it's good to have a social engineer. 
someone who can easily talk with the suspects and try to gain information from them without being too scared and without giving themselves away. I think we're about done for this episode. The sources used in this episode are Top Secret by Paul B. Genesco, The Explorer Academy Code-Breaking Activity Adventure by Dr. Gareth Moore, The Spy's Guidebook by Falcon Travis, Judy Hindley, and others, The Crypto Corner website, the Dangerous Book for Boys by Con and Hal E. Golden. And The Daring Book for Girls by Andrea Buchanan and Miriam Peskovis. That's all for today! Happy New Year! And keep on cracking! like it. Oh well, maybe another time. Thank you for listening.